Hi Jim. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good. Good. Now we, you've got a fascinating story to tell. get you to tell us some of the stories that you were telling because they're really powerful. Well, my name is Jim Clausen. I met old <laughs> Nick and Eric here in uh, South Africa at the White Lion Reserve. Um, we're just sharing about um, about our lives yeah. um, and bringing hope to them. Yeah. So, Jim, particularly interested in where you're from and uh, what your experiences have been in terms of education. So, we're thinking about you know what you learned and how that how your learning has continued over your lifetime in various different situations. Well, um, I live in the U.S. in uh, in the state of Idaho. Um, I was born and raised in California. Um, just a uh, I enjoy living, yeah. <laughs> laughing, um, and I got into a lot of trouble because um, of having too much fun. <laughs> and, uh, What's your catchphrase? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, so you've said that a lot over the years, right? You've yeah, had, you've had a lot just, of fun. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's been a lot of a lot of fun, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> I I cowboyed a lot. Um, uh, I I know how to work. Yeah. I have not. I'm just now learning how to play. Okay. That'll be I'll be 70 years old, and um, oh, I I uh, I was raised in a, in a in a Christian home. Yeah. But um, my my parents had got divorced, and. Um, uh, I was raised in the old Mennonites, a branch off of the of the Pennsylvania Amish, the Dutch over there. Pennsylvania, there was Amish, and then there was Mennonite. And I was raised in the old Mennonites, very very strict. But um, I like to have fun, so um, I kind of got labeled as you know maybe a little bit of a black sheep, especially after my parents got divorced and we were kicked out of this religion, right. Reli religion, and understand that religion and Christianity are not the same, yeah. they're totally different. So the word Christ means the anointed one, so when you hear Jesus Christ, Jesus the Son of God, he is the anointed one, but when you or I say Christ is in you, you're saying the anointing is within you, that's what Chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, he goes, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jim. Because yeah. he hath anointed Jim to proclaim his word, to heal the brokenhearted and set them at liberty, them that are bruised and bound. So um, 
when I received that word, that word to me, as you can, as Eric can, whoever believes. So it says, all things are possible to them that believe. Well, uh, I didn't have a whole lot of Mm. Um, well, anyways, after, um, I'm up to back up a little bit. So my parents got divorced. Uh, we were basically kicked out of the church. Um, I started getting more and more in trouble, and I, I wound up getting in trouble that I had a choice to go to prison or Vietnam. Well, I, I chose Vietnam. What sort of trouble? What did you, what oh, did you do? Oh, for theft and, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> sounds like some other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, they, uh, the judge gave me that choice, and, yeah. and then I was, after training. Uh, so we're in what, 1967? 1969. 1969. Okay. Uh huh. That that was when uh, I left for the military, and uh, after uh, the basic training, then uh, I was sent to Da Nang, Vietnam. Yeah. I was trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat. I don't know all the things because when we came back in uh, in 1970, I was in a really bad car accident. Had been really really drunk, and uh, there were three of us out in the back seat. And I went. Uh, we hit a boulder, a boulder probably probably 15 feet across like that. Mm -hmm. And in a '65 Mustang, it came around the corner. He fell asleep, and I went through the windshield. I don't know anything else after that. I lost most of, like I said, the memory of Vietnam. I lost, I don't know anything about nothing other than that was a 65 Mustang. I never saw the driver again. Uh, it was my friend that uh, was in the passenger and I was in the back seat. I don't know anything about nothing. But that's that's what happened and I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so Vietnam was a um, pretty tough experience for... Yeah, it was a real tough experience. Yeah. yeah. You did, did a year there or how long? Well, I was... My first year, 69 to 70, I was boots on the ground. Yeah. And then uh, when I came back, I have a I have a cracked skull from the accident, and <coughs> they put me on board a ship. Yeah. And um, then the next three years was on board this ship. Right. Like so, maybe. Yeah, I was. Uh huh. Uh huh. What kind of? What kind of vessel? Well, this this one here. Uh, the patrols, all the, all the main, all the, all the main um, uh, things that were done, that 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 stayed there. When I went on board this ship, um, uh, they they uh, they. <laughs> this is now this is in the navy, right? This is after my tour in Vietnam. They uh, I, they were gonna they put you into what's called deck department and all you do is paint and sweep and swab the ship and yeah. you get up before everybody yeah. and you go to bed after everybody and and I said I don't want to do that and they said uh, we need a barber and I thought well, my uncle was a barber <laughs> so I uh, a Filipino uh, trained me how to cut hair and and I would just that's what I did, that's what you did yeah. yeah and then they had a ship store and a soda fountain <laughs> so I was <laughs> That's what I did the next three years. Yeah. But was that part of your sentence? How, how long were you sentenced to serve? Oh, uh, well, in the, the Navy, that's a four-year commitment. Minimum, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a minimum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How yeah. did you cope with going from, you know, so obviously you had a life of, you know, you were, you were having a lot of inverted commas fun, 
um, and then you had to go from the courtroom into the military, exactly. which must be the you know polar opposite. You know, very disciplined, very strict. How did you cope with that? Uh, well, transition? my family in the Mennonites, they do not believe in serving in the military. They're right. conscientious objectors. Okay. I'm not a conscientious objector. I don't fit into what I call the Cinderella shoes. I can't wear Cinderella shoes. I, and um, so that's why they kind of labeled me as a black sheep, mm. which mm. makes it more fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then tell us what happened. Um, firstly, you've got to tell us that story briefly about uh, the ship on the way back that you just told Eric and I. Oh. So obviously, oh. a lot of bad habits have crept in in Vietnam, and you're coming back. Um, what happened? Okay, well, while on board the ship, um, we would go to different ports, but one of them, uh, which was, a, as it were, a favorite, was in Bangkok, or Taiwan. Um, anyways, there, uh, well, while I was in Vietnam, I, I got hooked on, on heroin. I, I started smoking marijuana in Berkeley, California, yeah. and um, um, it just carried over into a little stronger drug to help you forget about uh, things that you had to do. Mm -hmm. And um, anyways, I, I still, um, I still um, was involved in doing drugs from, from 69 onward. Well, actually, it was like 68. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, in 1972, uh, I, had, I had, my locker was full of cocaine and, and marijuana and, and uh, LSD. Uh, we could buy cigarettes with filters on them, cellophane on the outside, the whole shot, and there was marijuana laced with heroin. So you just smoke it with a filter. It looked like a regular pack of cigarettes. So this is bringing back on the this Navy ship. This is bringing back, back on back the Navy the ship, exactly. Okay. And uh, the ship was was loaded with uh, with dope. And <sighs> so, anyways, when we finally got back to the to the states, there the captain stopped the ship before we ever were. Uh, before we ever got to to tie up and we were anchored out and uh, we were all on board the main deck and um, the captain came on the microphone and says the boats that are coming up to greet us are FBI agents with dogs and they're gonna get all those who have dope in their in their wherever they have it at so they came on board the ship the dogs were going crazy um, then when they filled up the compartment, they, they had taped off um, uh, uh, don't cross line stuff. And anyways, so they called each division down and went down there. And every, every division, they had these guys all marked off. And <clears throat> they, couldn't, they couldn't leave their lockers. They came down. I came down to mine. And mine was, was locked off, but not to secure me. And they said, anyone who is not well, um, uh, locked down, you yeah. can you can leave. Wow. And uh, the uh, all I can tell you is that the good Lord above is the one who um, who I well, if I back up a little bit, I was in Okinawa, Japan, in the latter part of '72. Before I got out in '73, and and I was loaded on heroin and been drinking, had been with gals uh, for that for that was well three gals in two days, but. Um, uh, the good Lord above had met me, and this was in Okinawa, Japan, at Kadena, just outside of Kadena Air Force Base on White Beach, 
where uh, in, in World War II, they, uh, the Japanese had just wiped out our troops, something fierce. Anyways, that's where I was at, and it was, it was just a trying time. But um, the good Lord above uh, made his presence known to me, and he just said, choose you this day whom you will serve. Well, I was, I was, I was loaded on heroin. And, and don't, don't think that, um, that, that the spirit of the living God cannot go penetrate through all of, um, um, the drugs and the, of drugs and, the and booze and yeah. whatever. Yeah. It goes way beyond that. And he went and um, gave me that choice. I said, well, I can't live by the laws of the church. And he goes, I didn't ask you that. He goes, choose. I said, well, I choose you because I don't want to die, but I, I can't give up the heroin. The booze won't be bad, but I'm not kick, giving up the girls. And he goes, I didn't ask you that. And I said, well, I, okay, I serve, I'll serve you. Well, instantly I was straight. Um, my mind was clear yeah. instantly. Um, but the heroin was hard coming off. Uh, but I didn't go to any programs. I only had to put my, I could only put my trust in the good Lord above because I was ashamed of, uh, of all that I had done. Um, so did you feel particularly protected when the FBI came on that boat? you think that was a, a sign that you were you I were was chosen? a sign. I was, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know that until I got down to my locker. Mm -hmm. I, I thought my life was done. I, I had already shamed my family because I would gotten in trouble. That's what got me to Vietnam, and now I'm going to shame them even more. And um, the, I, I don't, I don't know. I, so, anyways, after that, um, I, I uh, the good Lord, um, He says, "What do you want in a, you know, uh, in a wife?" Uh, for a, you know, so I, I said, well, I want a good-looking gal, one uh, good-looking legs, be a good cook, good mom, and serve you. And I thought he'll never be able to fill that. I, I wound up going to a little church, a religion, back in the religion. There's a little assembly of God. And um, anyways, I saw in 1973 the miniskirts were super short, and <laughs> they were the shortest, in fact. And I'm, I'm, I'm in church, sitting on the floor. And, and these two girls come out. The first one said, my sister wants to meet you. And, I, and all I could see was her legs. And I knew that she was, um, was going to be the one. The Lord says, that's going to be your wife. And I go, woo-wee. So, uh, <laughs> and about two weeks later, I was able to find her. And this little boy was following her. And, I, and he was nine months old in a little suit. It was walking. And um, I, I saw her legs. And I knew it was her. And I thought maybe she just babysat him. But she wasn't. And she was going through a divorce. And yeah. And uh, the good Lord said, well, that, that's, that's going to be your wife. And I said, okay. So um, I, uh, it was about seven months later, I asked her to marry me. And so we went to the pastor of the church and of, of this religion, Assemblies of God. And he goes, I, I'm not going to marry you. And I go, you're kidding me. He says, because you're living in adultery. And we talked about that last night, Eric. Mm -hmm. Adultery is not a sexual sin as it has been taught. You go to the Greek. And there are three words. There's paramour, apostate, and adulterer. Paramour means a man's mistress. Second word is apostate. Apostate means abandonment of what one believed in. Example, as in faith. And third was the person, adulterer, the person who abandoned their faith. Mm. And the, the, one, the word paramour, you know, like I said, means a man's mistress. There's nothing sexual about that. And it also deals with homosexuality, which... Um, it's not good for me anyways. So um, they always taught that 
adultery was a sexual sin. It's not. When Jesus said, woe unto this adulterous generation, he wasn't talking about sex. Mm. It was about all the people. So what did you do? Were you able to get married in another church? No. They, uh, the pastor had a retired Lutheran preacher going to church there. And uh, the pastor of the church would not marry us, but the Lutheran pastor said he would in that church, yeah. of which her family grew up in. So yeah. you were able to get married? Yeah, we were able to get married in the church, but not, no blessings. It yeah. was, so here I'm living in adultery, we haven't done anything. Yeah. So there, there's so many lies that are taught, and I, and I say that very strongly. There's so many lies that are taught because people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. So when you go to a Strong's Concordance, the big dictionary of the Hebrew and the Greek, but all the words in the King James Bible, you can look them up, and they mean nothing to what you think or have been taught yeah. to believe. Like the word law. Mm -hmm. You, Nick, would know what the word law means. What? Tell me what in your words. I should know. Um, I guess law is the... Uh, the common noun for the, the rules that, uh, that set out how we should behave as a, as a society. That's what we're taught, but law only means prescription. Right. It's just a prescribing. You don't have to keep no laws. So when Jesus says, you're not under law, you are under grace. See, the word, the word, um, um, not, um, Um, oh, I, I, I want to use the, I want to use the right word uh, for testament. Um, uh, I, I, I can't remember. But anyways, since when we're, we're not under the, oh, the covenant, the word covenant. Yeah. Said so the old covenant is, is no longer, it's the new covenant that we live by. Covenant means testament. So when you take the, the word covenant, then we're not under the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, that's gone. We have that for examples, like where, where they use the Ten Commandments for the Old Testament or under our laws. Yeah. In the New Testament, we're saved by grace, not by the law, by having to fulfill it by, um, by uh, religious, remember, man-made ways. The New Testament is by the blood of Jesus, but in the New Testament, there's over a thousand and fifty direct commands to do, mm -hmm. not ten. Okay. So uh, I I never understood that until I studied to show myself approved unto God, not unto man. So just to track your your faith or to get a sense of how it's contributed to your life and your education. So you were born in a religious family. You had a period where you stepped away from religion, uh, in, including Viet over Vietnam. And in Okinawa, you refound your religion, um, and then you continued with that. And since, so you came back from Vietnam, age twenty-three, maybe. Yeah, I was. Okay. I was yeah, exactly. So twenty-three. So from twenty-three to, let's say twenty-seven or twenty-three to fifty. How how did, was your faith constant throughout those years, or you know, ups and downs, or you know, how, how did it work for you? Well, boy, faith. Faith is, and religion are two different things. Every man, it says, God gave to every man a measure of faith, mm -hmm. whatever, that, whatever that is, whatever that means. So we all, we, every one of us have faith, no matter whether you're a baby or an old. An old. Um, 
my faith, like I said, in the word adultery, abandonment, or the, uh, abandonment of what one believed in, I have abandoned my faith. I have abandoned my faith. But here's a cool word. So it's the word sin. Sin is not a bad word. All it means is to miss the mark. It's like if you try to throw pebbles into a little into a little bowl mm -hmm. and you miss, that's sin. You missed the mark. So I beat myself up because I always thought sin was bad. It, I, I didn't try to sin. It just would happen. It just happens. So until I understood meanings of words, I was always putting myself into guilt of never being good enough. So for those, for all these years, until the last maybe two, three, five years, whatever it is, have I been able to love myself, to learn to love myself and know that it's just part of living. It's not a bad thing because God knows, only God knows the heart of man, yeah. those who are his. Okay, that's fantastic. And Jim, what would you um, advise? So, you know, I'm not going to guess what age you are now. I would say about 60, 61. Actually, I'll be 70 in August. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no worries. Um, but what would you advise your 25-year-old self if you could give him one piece of advice? Could um, be. Yeah. Remember with the birthday? <laughs> mm -hmm. to, oh, yeah. to say that, say that one, say, say yeah. it one more time. Oh, that could have been me yesterday. Yes. We found out that, we're, that oh. we share. Oh, both 6th of August. 6th of August. Ah, yeah. okay. So, okay. I'm 25. So you're 25. Yeah. All right. So, okay, what well. were you say? Yeah, what were you, what were you advising Eric? <laughs> same, birth, same birthday as you, and he's 20, now 25. Um, I don't know how much heroin and... Uh, Not everything he's done, yeah. but uh, no, no slightly different. But what would your advice be, Jim? To now, the word "Lord" means controller of your life. Okay. It says to as to trust. It's really, it's really humbling, man. You know, um, that's good. Ooh, that's <laughs> good. I love you, Eric. I love you.